Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And right now, everybody thinking about the holidays because it's that time of year as well. As we welcome into the program, joining us on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline is Allison Morris who is the CEO. I mean, because she's really fancy, even though the name of her company says that she's not. It's fancy, not fancy, but she is fancy because she's a chief executive officer and founder and really a VIP-type person joining us right now. Ali Mo, how are you? I'm great, Rick. You know, you have to be the CEO because if you're the CDO, the chief drinking officer, yeah. it's just a bad luck. That's frowned upon, luck. isn't it? However, in your line of work, I mean, as being a sommelier and being somebody who is helping your clients choose wines and understand wines and educating us about it, you do have to be able to sample these things responsibly. How was your trip to France? Because last time we talked, you were there and you were touring a number of vineyards and and having an opportunity to learn more about these. Was it a successful trip? It was fabulous. Uh, Drank a ton of wine. Spent some great time in Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux red wines are among my favorites. So I drank some great wines there, and my husband joined me. He says he loves this new venture because it's got a lot of wine perks that he enjoys. So yeah. we found a lot of cool new wines, a lot of things that are available here to share with uh, clients and customers. So we had an absolute blast and then came home the night before Thanksgiving. We were supposed to have a huge Mars family Thanksgiving with about 30 people. And about half my family had COVID, so we had to cancel. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were, they were very upset because I brought home a whole bunch of French wines, um, which my husband and parents and I enjoyed because we did not have COVID, but everybody else missed out. Yeah, right. So as you go through these endeavors and as you are looking for things to share with your clientele, what's your goal? What are you looking for? I mean, are you looking at a certain price point? Are you looking at a certain um, a particular blend, a certain vineyard, a certain year? What, what's your goal when you go out? My goal is to find wines that taste great at all different price points. Um, I have wines in my home that are less than $10 that I absolutely love. I have wines that are special investments that are $150 for a really, really special occasion or that we're keeping in the cellar that I really love. Um, And so I think you should be able to enjoy wines at every price point and at different flavor profiles, right? If I happen to like a big full-bodied red and you don't, that's okay. Um, and so I need to be able to tell people, this is a great medium body red. This is a great full bodied red. Oh, you don't like red. This is a great white. So I'm just trying to taste as much as I can, enjoy as much as I can. So that when people say to me, hey, what should I drink with this? 
I know what to recommend once I learn a little bit about what they like. One of our sons works for PNC Bank in the institutional mm-hmm. asset management, and they actually brought in somebody on a call talking to them that as they're out entertaining clients and things like that, specifically about wines and what to choose, what to, to pick, or that if you've got somebody with you who was really into wines, giving way and allowing them to make that decision. What do you think of that advice? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, well, I have to tell you, Rick, this is part of my business. And in fact, uh, a cousin of mine um, is in banking and was out with clients. And he said, I'm so mad that you were in France. It was too late to call you. But I wanted to run into the bathroom and call you and ask you what to order because I wasn't sure. Right. Um, I always think it's um, in your best interest to defer to the person at the table who knows the most about wines or at least let them participate in it because Mm -hmm. they might open your eyes to something that you might not be familiar with. Um, But I also think it's really important if you are someone who entertains, if you are a bank like PNC or a company where you are taking clients out, call me. Uh, We want to help you with that because, look, you just need a little bit of a basic knowledge. I can help. That's one of the things I help clients do is look at a wine list, understand, know what is a good pairing, and also know good wines, again, at all different price points because no client wants to go out and see that their banker just picks the most expensive thing because, you know, that's not necessarily the best value on the list, and you don't just want to show them that you're blowing a lot of money. Right, because um, they're sensitive. Sure. Yeah, they're sensitive to those kinds of things, and particularly in this environment. What about for entertaining? Help us for not so much the business side, of things, but with holiday parties, with Hanukkah celebrations, with Christmas dinners that are coming up, what should we be looking for? And how much do things change this time of year? Meaning, are we going to see new things on the shelves that maybe we wouldn't have seen in July and August? You may and you may not. It depends on where you shop. You know, I know in Pennsylvania, um, it's different. I'm based in New York, and so we don't have state stores here. And so, you know, it's at the discretion of the liquor store owner to serve what they want. I know the rules in Pennsylvania are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't see uh, major, major changes, except the one positive will be that your store should be stocked right now. This is uh, the Super Bowl for liquor stores, you know, everyone's looking to buy things for entertaining and for companies. So they should be jam-packed with lots of options, which is great for you. They should also be offering um, a lot of sales and specials to get you in the door. So this is a great time to be shopping. Let's start with Hanukkah, Rick, because it's the first night of Hanukkah. Uh, my husband is Jewish, and uh, we are celebrating by having dinner separately. I'm going out to an Italian restaurant with a friend today. So I'm being terrible. I've got to make up for that. But traditionally, we would make uh, maybe brisket and some latkes tonight, as I know a lot of families are. With your brisket, if you're going to be serving it, whether it's tonight or over the next uh, eight nights, uh, I would suggest something like a Syrah or a Shiraz. A lot of people say to me, what's the difference? Uh, There is no difference between Syrah and Shiraz. They are the same darn grape. They call it Syrah in Europe, in old world countries, and they call it Shiraz in Australia and in the U.S., new world countries. The wines may taste a little different because stylistically they can be different. Uh, New world countries like the U.S. and Australia tend to make jammier, maybe more barbecue-y tasting wines, if you will. Um, Shiraz tends to have a gamey kind of animal note to it, so that will be more pronounced in the U.S. And in Europe, a Syrah will maybe be a little more subtle in that flavor. You'll still get some animal flavors, but it might not be like beef jerky and barbecue. It might be a little bit more rustic, but... These are wines that really sing with meats like a brisket, so that's a great option. One thing I would just say, a lot of people cook their brisket in wine. If you do that, your best bet 
put the same wine in the brisket as you're serving on the table. Really? That will always, yes, that will always work together. If See, you're making a beef stew, you want the wine in your beef stew to match the wine on the table because when we pair wines as experts, we think about what is the meat and what is the sauce. And you don't want to pick a red wine that doesn't work well with the red wine that you're cooking with. So wow. See, I just thought great... you bought the cheapest red wine you could find for cooking because it was a cooking wine. You're saying, no, not at all, you fool. Absolutely not. Chefs will tell you, sure, if you know, if you got to get a basic wine, that's not a problem. Buy something cheap at the store if that's all you have access to. No one's going to criticize you. But great chefs put really good wine in their foods. I mean, listen, don't crack open a $200 bottle that you've been saving for a long time and put it in your meal. But if you're going to cook, for example, with a, a Pinot Noir, you're going to cook with a Merlot. Put that on the table. That's mm, going to be great. That's awesome. uh, if you're having potato latkes, they're fried. I've said this on your show before, but you know I love champagne. Champagne. Yep, I knew that was coming. Such, such a great combo. So do the bubbles with the latkes and the sour cream. It's a really, really great pairing. So, Allison, before we let you go, what are your thoughts on gifting a nice bottle of wine to somebody? Not so much as a housewarming present or for saying, hey, thank you for having us to this celebration, but actually as a holiday gift. What are your thoughts there? Not a bad idea if you know that the person is a wine drinker. Absolutely check that out for sure. I had a client once, not on the wine side of my business, on a communications consulting side of my business. I was going to get him a beautiful bottle of wine, and I found out he doesn't drink. So always just make sure you know. Yeah. And then think around the holidays about what you're showing up for or what these people may be doing over the holidays that may be practical, right? If you're visiting friends whom you know uh, do the traditional Italian seven fishes and you're going to see them, bring them a bottle of champagne or a nice crisp white wine that they might then serve that evening. Yeah. If you have friends who you know might be doing a traditional prime rib over the holidays, maybe bring them a bottle of Cabernet and Merlot. You know they might serve it with their guests. If you don't know a lot about their preferences, bring something that means something to you. I've said this to you before, Rick, but if your wine has a personal story that always means something and you can share it with guests, but try, you know, you could share it with them, with the guests they have at the home, but try to know a little something uh, about the person that you're buying for. I happen to not really love Merlot. It's just a personal preference. If someone showed up with a bottle of Merlot at my house, I would be disappointed. So learn a little <laughs> bit about your, your host preferences so you don't bring them that Merlot. Note to self, Ali Mo, no Merlot. I got it. I got it. it it's, it'll never, never, ever slip my mind again. Allison, happy holidays. Thank you very, very much for being here. Merry Christmas to you and, uh, and happy Hanukkah to your husband. Look forward to catching up Thanks. with you again. You too. We'll talk wines again soon. Yeah, always great to have her here. Allison Morris, again, the name of the company is Francie, not Fancy. She is the CEO and founder, and boy, she knows her wine inside and out. And boy, what a great, great journalist. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.